never underestimate the sea. Good day and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with Joe Scrabbles. Hello. Hello. Jesse. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love the pause for my name. It's very, uh, yeah. very cool. I, you know what? It deserved punctuation and it got it. Jesse, um, can I cheers. just say, I really yeah. like your hair at the moment. I know this Thank is a, a, an audio medium, <laughs> so no one can know, but I think your hair's very nice, and I haven't said it yet. You can uh, you can actually see the direct product of that in terms of if you watch the latest IGN now going out today, there we go. or Shino yesterday, you'll be able to see what Joe's talking about. All about stocks. We're not going to be talking about stocks, because <laughs> no. they're boring. No, because we're talking watch. about stonks, baby. It's the new yeah. fresh thing. <laughs> Uh, we've got a right old mix of games to talk about this week. Um, people actually may be wondering why Joe didn't uh, compliment me on my hair. That would be because I look an absolute state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you look like... I actually don't know what... You look like a sort of explosion. <laughs> yeah. Look- some sort of... Some sort of... I don't know, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, NPC in Shropshire somewhere. <laughs> you know when you see those, um, uh, those like, materials where... <laughs> <laughs> there's like a little tiny petri dish and someone drops yeah. like one drop of water in it and then it like grows in a disgusting eldritch shapes yeah, <laughs> is that, is that your describing Cardi's hair? That's, eldritch hair that's your hair it's unkempt it's long and bird's nesty um it's just the covid style baby that's what you do about that <laughs> it's not all about that covid <laughs> style is it but yeah it has it is out now, now actually almost a full year since i've had a haircut that's so. really price you efficient know, that's like my old days i did shave yesterday though so you know baby steps um, i did realize that um yeah. yes good <laughs> anyway let's talk about <laughs> super mario 3d world yeah plus bowser's fury joe mm. Not only do you love this Wii U game, mm-hmm. but you've got to blooming play it again on a Switch. <laughs> I know. Uh, genuinely, it's been an absolute delight coming back to this game. I forgot how much I loved it. And it, it's one of those ones where it was the first Mario game, I think I'm right in saying, it's the first like 3D Mario game I ever worked I on. It's the first Mario game. It's the first Mario game. It's the first 3D Mario game I ever worked on professionally. So it's got like a real nostalgia to it as well. Like mm. we used to do when I was back on Official Nintendo Magazine, we did like huge hands-on six-page previews of it based on like ten minutes of play or like trailers and stuff. And it's it, there's so much about it that's tied up in my memories. So like coming back to it felt very cool and it, mm. it it really holds up for me it's you know it's a wii u game but i think mario games more than a lot of things particularly recent ones the art design just really works and I, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel old um in that yeah. way and it's also I, just it's just yeah. weird like it's a weird mm-hmm. experiment and it's based on the ideas brought about in like a throwaway 3ds game they made mm. And so for them to expand it out into like this giant console game was always a bizarre thing to do in the first place. So it has yeah. this quite quite strange singular position in Mario series history. Um, I remember enjoying it. I have a Wii U, but I only ever had like four games for it and barely ever paid it. It's basically a big waste of like £200 when I bought it that I didn't really have. So I do kind of regret that. But this was one of the games I did play. I can't remember if I ever finished it. But I do remember thinking, this is very good. It mm. is. And... That is the thing. I think people kind of 
forget about this one mainly mm. because people forget about the Wii U in general. Yeah, <laughs> to their it cost. Is a, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it is just a very good 3D Mario game, and that's never a bad thing. No, and it's and I think the interesting thing as well, it came, you know, you put this in the context of recent Mario history, and this came smack bang in the middle of them doing all these new Super Mario Brothers games that I think, with hindsight, I think people don't have hugely fond memories of the mm-hmm. new Super Mario games. I think there's good ideas in those, but those that attempt to like modernise 2D feels yeah. so much better in 3D world, where it's taking the yeah. idea of a 2D course and then like just extruding into a whole other literal dimension. And mm-hmm. the feeling of, like, I have to get from left to right, basically in yeah. the old style but there's so much hidden around corners and plays with perspective and does things there's one there's one bit called Sh- um i think it's shadow play alley and you play half the half the co- half the course as just the silhouettes of the characters off screen that and it's constantly cool. doing these like very strange little things that you know a platformer with a less confident developer just wouldn't fucking bother with because it, it's <laughs> yeah. an idea that there's no point in other than it yeah. just is a cool idea. And it, we- that it's that real old school Mario thinking of like just idea, 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 idea. We're going to keep maybe three of these throughout the game and the rest are just chucked to the side. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. Would you say for someone whose uh, favorite Mario game was Odyssey, and I'm basically just asking for myself here because I never really agreed with the 2D Mario games, just never really got on with them. They weren't my mm. thing, but... Mario Odyssey was the first like Super Mario game I ever completed and just mm. absolutely loved. Do you think this upcoming re-release slash new DLC is like not really a continuation of that, but that would be interesting well, for me, wouldn't I'll, it? Well, <laughs> if you let me segue very nicely, which is basically 3D World is a very much the thing it has always been, which is, you know, an experiment in what does 2D do as a 3D product. But mm. Bowser's Fury is properly weird. Like... <laughs> I think I didn't go this far in my own preview, but some places have been saying like this is the strangest Mario experiment for years because <laughs> people expected this to be an expansion when it first came out. We called it an expansion, and that's always what it seemed to be. It seemed like it's built in the engine. It's going to be more of those ideas. Like they'll do new stuff, but you know, mm. it's going to be that thing. It's not. It's a. It, it, it's built like an Odyssey Kingdom. Yeah. So I'm not allowed to talk about the wider structure yet according to embargoes but what i can tell you is that the bit i'm allowed to talk about is a set of um little areas in an open what a semi-open world each with a lighthouse in the middle and each of those areas has cat shines which is a reference to super mario sunshine which is a whole other thing um you collect five cat shines and those things pop up the lighthouse and make it brighter and brighter and can occasionally like clear new bits of the world to find or uh when fury bowser who we'll get to turns up collecting cat shine makes the lighthouse shine on him and that turns him away and stops his attacks right so you've got this like odyssey structure of collecting stuff in an open world lets you move on to other bits of open world presumably um i'm not allowed to say what happens because fundamentally that's actually not it it's weird um are are you allowed to speak to as to how it actually plays and controls. Because in my mind, Odyssey was like very refined compared to Galaxy and Sunshine in terms of how it controls. Does it still feel like, sounds weird, does it still feel like you're playing that 2D mixed with 3D, or is it like it's, as it's, refined as Odyssey? It's definitely closer to 3D world. Like, it's less of... Um, Mario's a bit less fluid. He's a bit more set around, like, specific jumping moves, whereas Odyssey was a 
a lot more freeform. Yeah. The difference between this and 3D World is that addition of like a fully free camera and a wide open area kind of just fundamentally ch- changes how you play with those moves. Um, so yeah. So it's definitely not quite as free. But the int- the really interesting stuff to me is like it's a massive reference to Sunshine. Like you're clearing up ooze. Bowser Jr. is there with a magic paintbrush, which is a thing in Sunshine. You're yeah. collecting shines. Uh, it's the super tropical thing. They're really making a concerted effort to be like, this is kind of like Sunshine, which is something they've never returned to because loads Mm. of people fucking hate Sunshine. And the other interesting (laughs) thing is Fury Bowser, who's a big boss who turns up every few minutes as a timed event. So you're walking around in the open world, then it will start raining, and then 30 seconds later that rain means that Fury Bowser's going to turn up. It turns into a thunderstorm and he starts firing attacks at you. It's like Zelda. It's It's the Blood Moon. He is yeah. basically a blood moon. That's so, really cool. And what he does is, A, he attacks you, but some of his attacks also are the only things that can break certain blocks. So you need to have him attack you to find certain secrets. Hmm. Other things are he, all the, a bunch of friendly NPCs become enemies while he's there. Um, and he also drops giant spikes that turn into new platforms that can lead you to different places or give you different places to go to. So it does all this like wild shit <laughs> that Mario doesn't do. So you're being like strategic with Bowser's attack, knowing exactly where you need yeah. to go and just using him to your benefit, essentially. And then the idea being that you you um you collect enough cat shines to unlock the Giga Bell, which is the <laughs> thing that we've all seen with that's cat Mario turn into a giant Super Saiyan Kaiju cat Mario. That sounds awesome. And that's where my preview ends. So I right. like but Are you the a, the idea is go- that you have a big fight with Bowser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like a Godzilla versus Kong, which looks it kind also of is. very mad. <laughs> um are you a allowed to say or be even have a grasp on like how much extra content that is bowser's fury uh, i'm not allowed to say and i don't have a full grasp i, I purposely like yeah i purposely haven't played too much um yeah so mm. that i can't accidentally screw myself over with the embargo <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but the uh they nintendo specifically have said it's short mm, um okay. and what that means to me my section of the preview i reckon i played for about half an hour, maybe. Mm. And I certainly didn't collect everything. So, yeah. okay. Is it just I, one I, big map? I can't map? even guess, but... Huh? Is it just one big map with, like, different yeah, bits? Yeah, it's one big ge- map. The bit, right, okay. the bit I got to play is... It's hard to tell, but it feels like it's a portion of a map. But I, right. I really don't know. Like, the, the speed at which you get to the Bowser battle leads me to believe that there's going to be more, but I have no actual idea. Mm, um, cool. But, yeah, like... It's just, it's a really bizarre thing. And I love that they, I love that that's what they've done with it. They haven't just yeah. gone, like, stick an extra bit on. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, they've given a, a Mario team the opportunity to make a tiny new Mario game. And that's yeah. fucking awesome. Do you when know, is it out again? Uh, it's out soon. <laughs> I can't remember. Soon. <laughs> uh, February something, 3D World Reboot. Not, not too I've far off it. then, basically. No. Yeah. I've still got Sunshine and Galaxy to play on my yeah. Switch mm-hmm. as well. February 12th. So I might, uh, might have a Mario month next month. Yeah, I, I, I did, did want to ask, though, is it Couch Cop? Because Girlfriend and I have almost finished with yep. Toad Treasure Tracker, and we've loved that, so we're just looking for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're both Couch Co-op. Um, That's awesome. 3D World is up to four people, including online. Uh, Bowser's Fury is just two people. That, that um, sounds perfect. But That's yeah, that'll be exactly fine Exactly what like, I want. I, I actually... Yeah, I'm, 
I think it's a really nice thing. It's kind of odd they haven't gone with four players in both, given the package. But they, I mean, that more than anything, that shows you what they're doing, which is yeah. these are two separate games. Like we've mm. just given you an extra game for your money, which is extremely cool. It'll tide us over until Odyssey Two, which I desperately want, and still surprised there's no expansion. I say this every time. Why isn't there extra worlds? What well, are they doing? Don't they want my money? Same with I Mario don't... Party. How have they not added extra maps or modes on that? There's not been a new me. Mario Kart in what five, six years. Like the Wii U Mario Kart is the Switch Mario. But thing. if I was Mario, <laughs> if I was the Mario Kart team, I'd be fucking terrified of trying to improve on Mario Kart Eight. That game That's is scary. fucking amazing. It has every map ever. Just yeah. too much. Just Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's uh, true. Um, do you think we'll ever get... Because you were talking about uh, the old school Marios, and obviously there's Mario Maker. Do you think we'll ever get a 3D Mario Maker? I think, to coming, right. I think we're much more likely to get a 2D Zelda Maker than we are a 3D Mario Maker. I think... I think the problem is that a 2D Mario Maker lets you do everything 2D Mario could do and more without too much help. Whereas yeah. a 3D Mario Maker, there are... There are so many different versions of what 3D Mario means yep. that I think you're ultimately only going to disappoint some sections of your your audience. And so much of Nintendo Nintendo's thing isn't built on like traditional business sense. It's built on like the artistic value they bring to stuff, which is mm. good and bad. But I think they would I think they would shy away from anything that couldn't go full quality on Mario. You, um, you can do that in dreams, anyway. You so, can do it in dreams. I played, you know, I played a dreams, <laughs> uh, a dreams map the other day that started off like Mario sixty four, but as soon as you walk into the castle, there's a giant Wario head that will always catch you, and it's fucking oh, horrible. It's, it's like that creepy pasta thing I've seen. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, 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 it's, it's really up. odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, cool. I am very excited. More Mario because more Mario is always a good thing. Same. I've got a question for you, Jesse. Out today, if you're listening to this, yesterday, you may have already played it. The first actual Xbox Series X slash X exclusive, the medium from Bloober, is out. A horror game. Jesse, you like those? I do like horror games, but I don't do like the like medium. you like this one? Um, oh, that's no, a I've been, shame. I, on, I'm not kidding when I say I'm severely disappointed with the medium and it's not what i was actually expecting when i first saw that trailer and when they showed off of the series x just um there wasn't any gameplay revealed but it looked really really cool and everyone's been you know clamoring for like a silent hill light experience Mm -hmm. and then when you hear akira yamaoka is working on the soundtrack it's like wow this you know you might have some high hopes for this one and then that extended gameplay reveal came out and then i was just like it was like a graph just going all the way downhill like my hype kind of died just because it it looks really slow and it didn't look like it was for me. And then I finished it six hours afterwards when I got my hands on it. And it's just, it's all over the place, to be honest. So, sure. so what is like the actual the story? gameplay loop for people? Oh, like, well, in terms of actually playing, it can really be boiled down to you are exploring a rundown Soviet era paradise resort place. You're picking up items and you're gaining the memories of the people who used to live there whilst sometimes occasionally solving very basic puzzles and uh, experiencing a few chases with monsters. So there's no combat or anything? No, th- I mean, there there is, like, defense mechanisms in the game. So, essentially, you're playing as a character called um, Marianne, and she... Imagine her as, like, a ferryman between the world of the living and the world of the dead, and she's, like, mm-hmm. ushering people to, you know, their final stop. 
essentially. And with her powers, not only can she enter this kind of split reality world, but sometimes she might have to defend herself. So she's able to cast like an energy bubble around her, and that might be to stop a tentacle hitting you or some moths. And that's really the extent of it. <laughs> not the moths, not your lovely woolen jumper. That's how oh, you get I know. ribbons. Like, have you guys played it yet? I haven't played it, no. And I, I'm ashamed... Not ashamed. No, <laughs> ashamed of the game. I'm ashamed. No, <laughs> it's a shame to hear it isn't that you didn't enjoy it because I was actually looking forward to it. And it, I just thought from the original trailer, I thought the aesthetic looked really cool. I love the idea of yeah, you know, the split world, the whole um, what you call it, Titanfall two. What's the level called? Oh, oh um, ah, I can't remember what it's called. The time the travel split, one. The split reality yeah. tri- time the slab, travel that's thing. That's the dishonored one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Kraken the Slab's well, yeah. the Dishonored one, but similar <laughs> yeah. idea. There we go. And Basically, yeah. That, I really like that idea, but cause it and effect. like... Sorry, there cause and effect. Yeah, cause <laughs> and effect. It sounds like you're not really... It's, the way you've described it, you don't really do much. It's not utilised all too well. Um, like, when, when it does happen, it's really just for the purpose of solving a few puzzles. And you saw it in the extended gameplay as well. There was a part where I think... You have to go up for an elevator, except the the elevator power isn't working. So then you need to enter the split reality to find a like a power module and power up the elevator and stuff. But um, it it really just mm, it, it boils down to just being too slow and quite boring with no stakes involved, and that's just not what you want with a horror a game. Shame. And and here's yeah. the thing: like you can have horror games which are quite slow paced. Do you look slow paced rather? You look at a game like Franbo or The Cat Lady. Those deal with heavy topics and, you know, they're point and click and stuff. And this is the weird thing with, like, horror games. It, they're more focused on thematics rather than gameplay. When we all saw that trailer, we didn't really know what to anticipate in terms of gameplay. Um, because, you know, you can say it's a horror game and that could be a first-person game. It could be a visual novel. It could be a walking simulator. But then when the medium came out, it was just... It infuriated me when I was, like, halfway through it. Because they're, like... I haven't honestly haven't played many of their games, but I know Joe, you're a big Bloober fan. Like yeah. they genuinely make good games. I'm it's so a shame I, to see this happen. But. They are a con- they are controversial though. Like I think some mm. people do really take against them. And honestly, the stuff I've liked most from Bloober, I, I I have to say I haven't played Blair Witch. Um, yeah. But my favourites from them were the first layers of Fear and Observer, which are both very similarly dealt with games. Like. They are something along the lines of a walking simulator, but with light puzzling built in, and they're all yeah. about atmosphere. Like, my, and my, frankly, my favorite bits of those games are often when they're much, much quieter. They're not going for full horror. It's more like building you into the world. So, there's an amazing bit of Layers of Fear that I think is genuinely amazing. Like, like sticks in my head. What's that thing going around at the moment? Lives in your head, rent free. Yeah. That's yeah. what's <laughs> happening to me. Um, where you walk into a basement room and there's just a piano in the middle of the room surrounded by tat and you go mm. up and the only option to do is press one button on the piano and you press it and like silently around you everything begins floating <laughs> and there's no explanation for it it's just really odd and eerie and yeah. those are the moments I think Bloober get really right and Layers of Fear 2 I didn't catch me in the same way because it was built much more on like a gameplay th- loop or like puzzles built into the world and it sounds like yeah. the medium's kind of showing a little of bloober's f- sort of faults with with like straight up gameplay design yeah it's it's weird because it feels like you're playing a game from quite a few years ago that just never really came out and this thing when you start the medium like the overall setting set in like 1980s poland like the soviet-esque building that you're exploring and 
the game does look good at times, but even then, a lot of the performances and even facial animations can sometimes be quite poor and mm. just take you out of the moment, which is obviously... A, a, when the story is so important in a game like this, it, it's a shame, really. And in terms of the story as well, when you're exploring, like, this, you know, run-down paradise and trying to, uh, like, restore the lives of some of the people within, that's why I wanted the game to focus on. But then it takes a weird turn surrounding one of the characters... And it involves, like, a subject matter that's, I don't think, handled particularly well. I don't want to spoil it, but when it does occur, you'll know when it happens. And that that really took me out of it, because it, it felt like it handled itself poorly. Yeah. And we would say there are some good reviews out there. Some people do yeah. really like it, and they may be more on the Joe side of they like the atmosphere it builds, yeah. you know, not necessarily well, there for it's the worth, game it is. It's worth pointing yeah. out that our, you know, IGN's review yeah, we is, give it is, is very positive. Like, yeah. yeah. All opinions are welcome. Exactly. It just may not be the game that some people think it is by looking at that first trailer, which I think is a valid thing. Like, it's not the game I thought it was, basically. Yeah. And two words did scare me more than anything, Jesse. I don't know if you can confirm this for me. Tank controls. Oh, man. It, it got me a few Why? times at the start. Like, this is the thing. Like people, Why are we making tank control games in 2021 that, that's with what no I'm say- That's what I'm saying. Why it feels just a bit, like... It feels old in terms of how it actually plays, and especially the stealth segments as well. They just they feel uncomfortable, not because like you're scared when you're playing it, just because it. I I got so angry at times because of how slow Marianne runs throughout the entire game, and if you end up playing it, you'll notice it too. But especially during the stealth segments, they just don't feel like they play particularly well, and there's there's no stakes involved when it when it comes to actually hiding away from these monsters. Um, it's yeah. just. It's it's not the horror game I was looking forward to yeah. playing, but if you're in it for the atmosphere and the story, then there might be something for well, you. But don't. We should say also it's on Game Pass, so yeah. if you have an Xbox, you most likely have Game Pass. Yeah, you just can play you might it for as well. Free, so why not? Yeah, you might as well give it a go. Just don't expect anything in terms of. Just don't expect you're going to play like you know the indie version it's of not Silent, Silent Hill, Hill or something. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what people were expecting, and it's not that. Yeah. But it could still be something you like. You know. A lot of people, when they meet me, they're like, this isn't what I was expecting, but I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> Despite. Sometimes, they, yeah, sometimes they never speak to me again. <laughs> Despite your terrifying hair. <laughs> Look, sometimes it looks luscious on those one in ten luscious. days. I like it. Uh, I should say, I'm a fan of your hair. I don't. I'm just being mean for the sake of I lols. Don't, no, I'm not saying. I, I, I'm not taking it. But I'm, I just come in tomorrow, shaved it all off, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> like that thread going round of all the footballers who've been made bald through Photoshop, just suddenly what? like, I've got to do it. Just, it's got to be done now. Um, I played a game last week that I reviewed uh, called Nuts, which Nuts. is a game I wouldn't be surprised you hadn't heard of because I don't think many people have. It's a a small indie game that is out now on Apple Arcade if you have Apple Arcade, uh, and is out next week on Switch and PC. If you have one of those, mm. uh, it's a short, maybe three-hour game, I think, from memory. That um, is basically, if you're a fan of Firewatch, it's got that. I know that's kind of whenever there's like an atmospheric, cool-looking indie game that's short, people go, "It's like Firewatch." This one kind of very much is. <laughs> um, it's not just a lazy comparison. You're in a forest. You've been sent there as a research student at a university to catalogue and surveil some squirrels in a forest. Um, See, that just sounds cute and just relaxing. 
it is a relaxing game. Um, it's you know there, there's more to it than that. There's a story they're telling that you know has some dark undercurrents. It's not you know I'm going to tell people now. Don't go in there expecting a full on horror. You're not going to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a very I enjoyed it. I gave it a seven. It's an enjoyable, quite calming game that yeah takes two three hours to play. It's got a very cool. nice um, art style that's very bold and colourful. It's um, cross-processed, if you know what cross-processing is. It's a very hard art style to explain is that how without Obra seeing Din it for looks? yourself. It's not like that, is it? It's a little Oberdinny. Um That's more based on old computers. Yeah, Oberdin's right. one bit, isn't it? I am yeah, a fool. Um, or like fake yeah. one bit. Yeah. Um, basically, how you trap these squirrels is it's kind of, they're like miniature puzzles, like each level you're in an area and you have a series of cameras you can set up and in you're given the rough location of where the squirrel starts its journey each night mm. and then during the day you place your cameras in the positions you think are logical places then you press record on the cameras it transports you to night time and then you basically you scrub through the footage from i don't know 30 seconds to a minute's worth each time yeah and you basically track where those squirrels go and then you sp- the next day you move the cameras and try and basically track those squirrels to find out where they go each night. Luckily, these squirrels do exactly the same thing every night, so <laughs> they're never varying off course. Did but, you see um, anything creepy when playing did back I see the anything creepy? Well, it's in the trailer. I'll say very early on in the game, you do track a squirrel all the way back to its um, little nest of um, its little stash of nuts and you know, scattered amongst the nuts is a pile of dynamite. <gasps> what are the squirrels up to? <laughs> is it the squirrels? Are the squirrels evil? This is what we've got to work out. I'm not mm. going to tell you because the whole, you know, the main <laughs> joy of this game is what the hell is going on here. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just different. And I, I liked it. And it, do you know what? I'd also like to say it's a testament to people working remotely because this got made during lockdown. It was being made before lockdown. But it's like... It was like coded and created in Iceland. Like the writers from Denmark, it, all the art design was done in Canada, and all the sound design was recorded in Germany. So there's wow. these four, like it's all come together remotely like this. I think it was created at one of those game jams in Iceland. Mm. A and, worldwide project yeah. come together. Yeah. It's just it's a very nice, relaxing game that I would you know. It's good. It's by no means, you know, I was tired a bit of the gameplay loop by the end. You're kind of doing the same thing you're doing at the start for about three hours. But they do, there's little nuances on it. And it's it's a well-told story with a fun little ending. So, I mean, that's, that's what you, you want, really. It sounds very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, have, a, have a look at it, if you so desire. <laughs> I'm feeling sinister today. Uh, Just be happy. I don't know. You can be happy and sinister. Just be bloody happy. (laughs) You can be a happy man who's sinister. I mean, I'm trying to name one. Uh, (laughs) Don't stress yourself too much over it, Cardi. The Baron from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, he's laughing. He's also quite sinister. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) That's what I went for. A bit of film like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we play a quiz? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Inside. It's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? 
we asked for your endless search games and you know what we got quite a few good ones uh this week though i have picked ollie hunters well done ollie hunter can we get a, r- a round of applause please for uh, just, just not too ollie loud hunter. i don't think that really came through the microphone but there no, you go. it kind of sounded like you were smacking your lips. <laughs> I was, was going to say, it just sounded like we all started furiously masturbating. <laughs> I love you, uh, I'm sorry, Ollie. Um, but Ollie's written in and says, All right, gents, love the plot, love the pod, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, my completely original idea for an endless search, completely not ripped off from another IGN pod, I believe he's talking about Game Scoop here, <sighs> is. I got twenty-one questions to go. Yes, which please. Is a great name because not only does it play on our garage heritage, um, but it's also a great name for a quiz. Um, basically, we're playing twenty questions with games. Ollie, you did suggest with shows and films on streaming services. I'm going to do it with games this time, but it's a malleable game, mm. which you know. There's a reason this is a long-standing game, one we've never actually played, which maybe we've just never taken the easy road, but now we definitely are. Well, it's that we've never taken the easy road of copying another IGN podcast <laughs> wholesale. But you know what? They only do one a show. We're going to do three games. Doom. We're going to wow. do it quick fire. Um, if you don't know how, it's normally called 20 questions. We're doing 21 questions because, obviously, the garage links. Tut, tut, tut. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, who wants to be Romeo? Oh, Romeo done. I'm going to shout that if I win. <laughs> but basically, um, you'll take turns at asking yes or no questions about a game, and I will say yes or no. And then after each question, you can each guess a game. You'll have one game, one guess each after I've answered that question, and you basically have to narrow it down within 21 questions what the game is that I have thought about. So I've got three games here. Right. So, so as an example, start. I could say, is this an Xbox 360 game? And you could say... And it would say yes or no. Wow. You may want to be a bit more specific. Yeah, this I is, will. I've listened to a few episodes of Game, game Scoop, and you know sometimes there's misleading questions you can ask. But we will start with game number one. And do you know what, Jesse? You can ask the first question. Is this game an RPG? No. No. Uh, was this game released for the or during the last console generation? No. Hello. So you can take take a guess when whenever you want, but you know if you're not really going to get it from that. But you only you only get one point whenever you guess. So is this game open world? No. Is this game considered a classic? I would... Yes, I would say so. I don't think anyone would contest that. That's four questions. Is it first person? Yes. Interesting. So a non-RPG first person classic not made in the last generation. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Uh, is this game's primary interaction shooting things? See, that... <clears throat> I would say no. No, it is not. Okay. And that is one that may be <laughs> contestation, but I don't think... I think you'll you'll understand. Can you commandeer yes. vehicles in this game? No. That is seven questions. Am I allowed to guess? Yeah. Is this game Portal? It is poor. Yes. Shit. See, as you 
technically you have a gun the whole time, but you're not shooting. But yeah, you're not mm. shooting things. I, but that that was what gave it gave it away. Yeah, to me. I know. Al- it's, although it's the hesitation one. on saying is this game considered a classic is uh, confusing to well, me. Well, I think it is, but I was trying to think a week considering classics are more than like twenty years old. Or no, something. no, no. But surely everyone yeah. loves cool. Portal. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you agree. That's one point to Joe. We've got two more games. Can't believe I only get one point for guessing it so early. Fifty Look. points for you, Joe. Otherwise, Thank you. it's just a pointless <laughs> game. Which is making it interesting. Keeping it interesting. Attempting to anyway. Okay, second game. Mm. Please go. Uh, Joe starts this time. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I was. Ju- I've, I've, there are questions you just should ask, but. <laughs> I really want to ask like something really fucking stupid. <laughs> Is the box art for this game mainly red? <laughs> um, no. Okay. <laughs> that- I say no, but there is some red on it. No, but it's not mainly red. That's good. No. You're basically thinking, is it red dead? <laughs> no, not specifically. <laughs> Did this game score an age rating of 18? No. I love the idea of scoring an 18. <laughs> yes! We did it! Um, is this game considered a classic? Yes. Cool. Did this I feel game... like I should just anticipate that they're all going to be considered classics. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you don't know. Did this That's game get questions. a seven or higher from IGN? Oh, for God's sake. Right, let me have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I, I, you just never know. I would say I think so or I don't think so. I need to listen you to your keystrokes so I can figure out exactly what's going on. I may have shortcut it. Um, yes, it did. That's four was, questions. Was this game released during the last console generation? No. <laughs> so angry there, Joe. I know. <laughs> was this game released on multiple platforms? That's a good That's one. A good question. Um, you need to know. No, no, it wasn't. Which means pl- you've mm. narrowed it down a little. Is this Six. a Nintendo game? Yes. As in, de- what, what, I mean, sorry, that, sorry what do you I mean, mean by I that? mean, developed by Nintendo. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got them. Uh, let me. Uh, so, some of these I will have to look up, but yeah, no, no, it definitely wasn't. Seven questions there. Is this an RPG? No. Eight questions. I kind of give you a, a, a hint there of. <laughs> You kind of got two in one there with Joe's question. Is this game Goldeneye? It is Goldeneye. Yes! <laughs> I didn't think you'd get it that early. I, I was thinking classic Nintendo-only game with a non-Nintendo developer. Mm. Mm. And Rare felt like an easy one. How are yeah. you so and I just good, went Joe? With the right one. And then I just think Cardi loves a bit of Goldeneye. Or loved I do you know what? I never had an N sixty four. But really? was it because I didn't have an N sixty four during the like the big times for the N sixty four? In fact, I never had an N sixty four. What what no, year was the N sixty four released? Like what were the big uh, times? Golden I was like ninety seven, wasn't it? Oh, okay. gold. I thought Golden I was ninety six, but you might be right. I was but a baby. Oh, the baby. It's ninety seven. <laughs> yeah. I have the Wikipedia picture. Well done. Oh, uh, yeah. But, 
It is 2 0 to Joe, but you know what? We'll do the third one. So Jesse just so Joe can win again. <laughs> humiliate himself. Yep. Uh, you get to go first this time, Jesse, with a third of three games. Was this game released by Capcom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, it was not. <laughs> Does this game feature a single set protagonist? Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just trying to understand the question you're asking. Well, like Bond. Yes, you play as one person the whole time. Can you eat food in this game? No. Why has that stopped me? Uh, Is this? uh... (laughs) I don't know any games where you don't eat food. (laughs) Uh, Was this game released on a PlayStation platform? Yes. Not that. It's not actually that useful a question, is it? <laughs> a lot of games are released on yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> Does this game take place within America? No. Mm. Is this game considered oh. a classic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just making sure. Yeah, he's got the answer now. Uh, um, six questions there. You've got it within eight both times so it's good going two more though to keep that up yeah I'm worried about this one <laughs> I mean you have started with some quite ridiculous yeah I know. <laughs> I've actually forgotten the answers to most of I mean, the previous if it was ones. a Capcom game where you ate food you'd be well in <laughs> I mean what would it be Resi can you eat food in Resi mm. I suppose herbs mm. uh, oh fuck I can't think of one uh. <laughs> six questions sir so it's a classic that came out on a PlayStation. <laughs> That's what we know. <laughs> okay. Did this game score a nine or above on IGN? Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 yes. I'm just going to try and go for the within eight just in case. Yeah. Is this game Final Fantasy VII? It is not. Thank God. See, if I'm being harsh, that should count as one of your questions. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, we're doing it. That's the question. Eight means it's Jesse's. Is this game Uncharted 3? No, are we just doing this for the next 11? (laughs) I just want to do it for a guess, you never know. (laughs) You never know, you might get lucky. That's nine questions there got a PlayStation game that's considered a classic, scored more than a nine, and has one protagonist. Oh. Joe, it's your turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Is this game a third-person viewpoint game? Yes, it is. Ten questions. Is this game Metal Gear Solid 4? It is not. It's uh, so 11 questions. It, was this game developed in Japan? Yes. 12 questions. That's a good early question that we should have thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Is this game Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker? No. <laughs> I can't think of many uh, Japanese questions. games that have got that high of a score and it's third person. They're out there. <laughs> was this game developed 
in part by a famous developer. I, I, yeah, yes. Is this game part of the Strand genre? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, so many choices I, chopped I down. Think no, we no. gave it over a nine. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, we yeah. gave it six. Um, that's, that's 15 questions, six more. You can, you can narrow this down within six questions. You've got uh, Japanese on a PlayStation console. Mm-hmm. Third person, one protagonist, over a nine score. You don't eat things. It's not Capcom. Famous dev. Famous dev. Fifteen questions. Is it Joe next? Bayonetta. It is not Bayonetta. Mm. Sixteen questions. Is this game Silent Hill Two? <laughs> it is not Silent Hill Two. Seventeen questions. You could still you you could take a couple. You could narrow this down a bit. You don't know what what you do in this game at all. <laughs> Except you don't eat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Is this a game in the Resident Evil series? No. 18. Is this game in the Persona series? No. But you eat food in them. Fuck. Two more. Do you know what? You can have one more question each and then one more guess each. Okay. That, these are the rules. Okay. Now. Okay. Um, famous Japanese developer. Why you don't uh, eat food? What game is is it? <laughs> Why is the food thing so big for you? <laughs> I'm just hungry. hungry. Uh, oh, God. Uh. Is this game an RPG? No. I don't know if I asked this. It might have been a previous one. Can you drive vehicles in this game? No. Oh, that goes grand. You've got a guess each. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. I know you went a bit blase at the start, but these have been poor questions. (laughs) (laughs) Japan one was good. Come on. Famous developer feels like it should bring it down so much. And There's not that many famous Japanese no, I know. developed for PlayStation. Um, there are a couple you could go wrong with. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I don't know, man. This I is... think a lot of people will be screaming the wrong one at this point. Because there's a lot of clues that could mean it's a... Actually, no, because it's not an RPG. Oh, I... I seriously cannot think of a okay. game that isn't an RPG. Are we, gi- are we giving up? No, yeah. uh, Aladdin by Shinji Mikami. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, and you may kill yourself, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, ah, yeah. Bugger. Ah, unlucky boys. Um, you know what? You, you didn't really say face at all, Jesse, um, but, you know, better luck next time. Yeah, just congratulations to Joe. Fantastic. <laughs> to Joe. Thank you. Fantastic uh, person to I, go I enjoyed that. It's it's a good, fun game. There's a reason it's played at parties around the world. <laughs> <laughs> all those parties happening around the world right now. Yep. Um, 
Let's go straight into some feedback. Actually, there's more to Ollie's email, which leads is a bit of feedback in itself, so I'll carry on. But thank you for the suggestion, Ollie, because we had fun. Um, he would like to say, Also, would like the groups for on games mechanics where a simple idea has a twist. The two that stand out to me is the active reload in mm-hmm. Gears, um, a mini game for saying you do hundreds of times in the game, and the barbershop QTE in Shenmue, where you need to not press the button to so- to show your focus or some bullshit. That really pissed me off for hours <laughs> as I was pressing the button as quick as possible. I have no idea what that is, the barbershop. I've never played Shenmue because it sounds so boring. Jesse, um, I mean, I think I did play that specific segment, and essentially, I think you're having to learn different, like, uh, fighting abilities and one of them probably is to like stay focused and you instinctively press the button when you see a quick time event I guess in this one you just put your controller down because why would you touch it so yeah <laughs> I don't know I'd have, to, I'd have to look that up because it sounds a bit mad uh, Ollie says keep up the good work and R-E-S-P-E-C spelt like the C T it's very clever respect the C yeah. C within yeah. respect I, I like it mm. I think we, we got a um, I think we got a message from someone this week who I don't know whether they were joking or not seemed to think that the we were respecting the letter C <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best out there it's, it's, an, it's, it's an important one. letter as well it's a good one uh, not a good score in Scrabble but God can you make a lot of words from it uh, got a favorite word beginning in C Jesse um, Don't say it. What? What are you thinking of? <laughs> what were you? What, what's the, no, what's what the, you were thinking. No, no, I was no. thinking the word crimes. Um, crimes. Also, to Ollie's point, uh, I've yes. thought of a small twist on a simple idea. The uh, I won't say what it is, but the end of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons has a single button press Ooh. that can make you cry. <laughs> it's oh, fucking amazing. That game. Um, that is, I might replay that because. I'm feeling like I want to cry. I feel no, like uh, I want a little weep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, Ollie. Uh, you've got some feedback, Jesse. Yes, from Anthony Clegg. He says, Last week you judged the man who ate dry Weetabix, understandably, but it reminded me of when I was a kid and I'd spread butter on Weetabix and eat it like a cracker. Don't know if this is normal for Yorkshire or I'm just fucking freak. I mean, you've answered your question, and it's My- the latter. My girlfriend's from Yorkshire. I have never heard of the Weetabix cracker <laughs> yeah. butter continuum. I, I lived in Yorkshire for three years. I, I never saw this occur on any street corner. I'm um, sorry to say, Anthony Clegg, that you are a fucking freak. <laughs> it's just too dry, man. It needs to be with some butter. sort of liquid. I mean, it depends yeah. on how much butter you're putting on. Like, it, but, would, it wouldn't be dry if you absolutely slathered it in butter. <laughs> Is it like the mini Weetabix? Because if you're eating those dry, that's more understandable, because sometimes they have well, stuff in them. Sometimes with chocolate chips, and that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. if it's the big fucking, like, brick going in your mouth yeah. with a bit of butter, then I'm that's not... not I'm, I'm not buttering my cereal. No matter how much you ask me, I'm not buttering my cereal. <laughs> that's <just> really <laughs> gross. Did either Buy of you some watch... bread. It's probably cheaper than cereal. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> cheaper than Weetabix, for sure. Um, and tastier. The... Uh, <laughs> Uh, did either of you watch the New Year's Bake Off? No. During which it was revealed that former winner Rahul prefers eating entire slabs of butter to eating chocolate. He just prefers oh the taste Lord. of butter to chocolate. It's really fucking gross. What, it, just like, just eating the stick? Yeah. I kind of get it. I do like butter on bread. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I feel but like no after a couple like... of mouthfuls, I'd start to feel But it's so oily. Yeah. 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 Depends what butter it is, though, perhaps. 
I mean, maybe there's a butter stuffed with stuff in it. Would you prefer to eat the butter like a stick, like a lollipop, like that, or melt it down and drink it? Mm. Oh, that mm. both sound Depends disgusting. How much. Have you, you know, when you get um, like in a really fancy like steak restaurant, you get those little circle like spheres of butter yeah. that have garlic mm. and herbs in mm. them. I just eat one of those. I could easily eat one of those as like a little candy. I don't know if I could. I just I need I need the like bread or something with it. I mean, I, I do know. make use of all the melted butter when I'm eating a lobster, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> how often are you eating lobster, mate? Fairly often. Got one in the back. Yeah, <laughs> pumping away. Um, yeah, if if you two are a freak and butter your cereal, do let us know at yeah, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Imagine buttering individual cornflakes. What is the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever buttered? I want that feedback. Good. I like that one. What is the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever buttered? Um, no body parts. Mother. Keep it clean. <laughs> I, I actually have an answer to this. Um, go on, go on. Once I ran out of bread and I was really hungry, so I just put together a ham and cheese sandwich with no bread and a bit of butter on the underside of the cheese. So, you know, I ran out of bread. sandwich. Huh? Yeah. So you basically just put some butter in between the ham and cheese? Yeah. So that's... Oh, that's, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a breadless sandwich is what... Yeah, yeah. It was like a naked sandwich, you know? I kind of like that. That could work. That's what happens that's when you don't worse. have any bread. You need to improvise. To butter things that aren't like bread or crumpets or something, really. I maybe I'm boring. Maybe I need to live a bit. Maybe you um, need to drink butter. <laughs> I've got um some feedback here from Daniel who says, Hi guys, thank you for all the entertainment I've been listening since the podcast was in double figures. <gasps> That's a long time ago. Uh, the baby recent Alex discussion was on it. I know, little <laughs> baby Alex. <laughs> Uh, the recent discussion about cereal and in particular eating it dry got me thinking. I am lactose intolerant and so have never had the option of milk for my cereal. Nowadays there are a lot of good milk alternatives, but back in the late 80s and early 90s the options were pretty grim. I can only imagine I've got some nice Alpro soya milk in the fridge right now and I do actually prefer it to actual milk I think. Maybe, you know, another feedback topic for everyone there. Um... I have therefore, this is Daniel here, I've therefore got into the habit, and this does, you know, I know there weren't many options to you, Daniel, so I do sympathise, but this to me sounds absolutely vile. Mm. I got into the habit of having my cereal with fruit juice. Jesus Christ. I wonder if anyone else has done this. I would rather butter my feet. Butter my feet? Butter my feet. I'd rather And you didn't answer the weird buttering question. I'd rather butter my Weetabix than have it in apple juice. Didn't, um, did we not have someone else email saw, in and say that they put Sunny D on cornflakes? I saw that was in the previous podcast that I was oh, in. Oh, was it? I think so. Like, so. Have we got, like, truly freakish listeners? <laughs> like, is that I what mean, we attract? Be, that has to be. Is this what be. we're doing our jobs for? Because if to be, this like, is the kind of clientele we've got, I don't want to talk. It must be a anymore. product of just, like you said, the late 80s, early 90s, because that's just fucked. You're better yeah, off I just mean, having like, some I know water. You're probably, you're probably hooked on it now, but I could never do it. But like I said, there's a lot of good nut milk. There's a lot of good hazelnut milk, milk is spot on. Yeah. I uh, wish maybe try it, it wasn't called nut milk, but beyond that, <laughs> it is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't imagine like what what do you specifically are we talking about? I could kind of more something more like an apple or like a peach or a pear would be better. Something really citric though, like an orange. Is or there a nut juice? Like I can't imagine that. Orange is there nut juice? Because then that would. Make nut more juice. Sense. Nut juice. Instead of having apple orange juice. I think you know you, what you're if asking. You, if you had almond I'm juice. I'm not having that on my cereal. What if there's almond <laughs> juice? 
I am not having nut juice on my Wii U. <laughs> I, do, I, I am, you're right, I am super interested in what the juice is. Because like, yeah. imagine cranberry juice. Can you email um, back yeah, in and tell us? Because this is really important. And what cereal are we talking here? Like, are we having, I don't know, Weetabix with mango juice? I don't know. That actually, <laughs> that genuinely sounds all right. Maybe the sweet of a cereal, chocolate and mango. That could mm, work. That does sound. Mm. No, but I don't want to. I don't want to put myself in their shoes. I don't want to experience juice and cereal. No, That's like they did back in, in the feet. day. No, um, Daniel, email back. Tell us what the cereal was, what the juice is, and if you're yeah. currently incarcerated, <laughs> uh, and what the best combo is, and what the worst combo is. Yeah. Oh, That's a good one. Oh yeah. yeah, what if he's done loads of experiments <laughs> and then gone to jail? Right, uh, I've got one, one from Alex Moore. He begins, Oi, oi, savaloi. That's not how you say it, but that's how I would say it. <laughs> Brilliant podcast. Cracks me up how you can talk about the toys in cereal boxes to dedicating an episode to sandwiches, and if you have time, sque- have time <laughs> squeeze in a bit of gaming talk. Correct. <laughs> Firstly, last week when you were talking about someone drinking too much Sunny D and they turned yellow. (laughs) I heard on another podcast that the person who this happened to... I love that we're just reporting other bits of podcasting (laughs) on our podcast now. I heard on another podcast that the person who this happened to came forward and emailed in saying that she messed with her mum's fake tan but didn't admit it. And after having loads of doctor's appointments, they came to the conclusion that it was Sunny D that caused it. Make of that what you will. That's the quick summary, and hope it helps. Alex? (laughs) Sort of. I do have a question, and I hope it hasn't been asked before. If you could pick a world in a game to live in, and the job, so I guess a job of a game, what would you pick? For example, the bloke that builds the house in Red Dead 2 in the first town. Sounds boring, but with your guys' expertise of spiralling scenarios out of control, I'm sure you'll make this an exciting listen. Uh, For the love of all things green and fluffy. Don't get me wrong, like... Red Dead 2 is a cool place to be, but I don't want to be the guy building a house. Absolutely. Uh, I don't want to be in Red Dead 2. It's I fucking don't know. I horrible. Could, a bear just comes out like, and destroys your face with TNT and shit. That doesn't sound I'd fun. I'd like to be the guy who owns the tailors in St. Denis. You know, what, constantly get shot in the face by random uh, players? Yeah. Forgot about that. What about the train driver? <laughs> People kill him all the time as well. Everyone, oh, no. with a good, everyone doing an interesting thing in that game can and will be killed. <laughs> I'd just be one of the poker players. Professional yeah, poker player, but they get shot for cheating. So oh, no, shot, okay, I'm shot, not picking, shot, stabbed I'm not occasionally. Picking. I'm gonna. My instant gut was, and I know I say this game a lot, Persona Five, because I'm mm-hmm. basically just living in Tokyo, and I'd love to do that right now. Because yeah. God, I'm bored of this house. Yeah, that's it. Um, Which job would you do in the Persona world? I would be Kawakami, <laughs> the teacher who is. Day a teacher or at night a maid. Oh yeah, that's a bit odd, isn't it? Um, uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> I would. Second I'd thoughts. be. There's the um. Oh, what's his name? The professional arcade player. You oh, meet later yeah. on in the game. Yeah. Mm. Or my favourite Hifumi, the uh, professional uh, chess. It's not called chess, is it? What's the Japanese chess like mm. game? Oh um. <laughs> Clickety click. Shogi. <laughs> Shogi. I'd He's be done her. It. She's a Shogi champion. That's mm. what I'd be. Fair uh, enough. It's pretty good answers. Mm. Who in I... Resi would you be, uh, Jesse? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go for Resi. I have two pretty chill answers. One of them would be a shopkeeper in the Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion. 
because that game looks fairly comfy and is relaxing. Mm-hmm. Or the airsoft guy in Persona 5. Just run a oh, shop because yes. that's just wicked. You yeah, love airsoft. I didn't realise how into airsoft you were. But you keep buying guns. <laughs> I, love, I, I love my firearms. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry, I've completely, I've completely, completely botched this. Yeah. Pokemon trainer in Pokemon. Oh, Buttered feet. it would be good. Buttering your feet in Pokemon <laughs> yeah. World. Uh, who would I be? I would, I'd, I'd quite like to be one of the pirates in Skies of Arcadia. It looks really nice in Skies of Arcadia. Do they get like shot fun. at? I mean, they get shot at, but it's all quite cartoony. It feels like no one actually has that many problems. And they've got cool. laser beams and that. What about uh, Cooking Mama? <laughs> you're, you're living your life in a kitchen forever. I think Cooking Mama's miserable. Yeah. I think mm, she's she hiding deep sadness behind that grid. What, what is she buttering? Well, why mm. isn't she buttering? <laughs> Good um, question. Um, please do send us feedback again at <gasps> IGN underscore UK IGN.com. One what of the is little... Cooking Mama hiding? Yeah, what's <laughs> Cooking Mama hiding? Uh, what, what, um, one of the little robots in Astrobot, they always seem oh, to be having a lovely having a time. Lovely... Yeah. Absolutely rolling around Very having pleasant. a grand old business. Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, that's a good question, though, and yeah, I'd like to hear more more about that. You know, alongside all the nonsense of butter and fruit juice on cereal and stuff like that. What body That's part of question. you buttered? Let us know. <laughs> we just want we just want anything anything that's been buttered. I will oh, accept margarine as well. Um, we're not going out to other spreads just yet. Let's let's focus down for now. I did only find out not too long ago that Batoli is not considered a butter. And that's the only kind of butter I've been having it's, it's, all my it's life. It's olive oil. It's just it's an delicious. Olive oil I tend to have margarine. Uh, in my house, we have flora buttery a lot. So you got I'm Lurpak only. Yeah. If I'm not, eat, if I'm not eating Lurpak, I'm not fucking buttering it. <laughs> 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 that should be their next thing. Get rid of the little man with a trombone. Have me in it, screaming at the screen about Lurpak. Uh, oh. Good. Uh, <laughs> Feedback's well, uh, well, going to be fucked next week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll ruined the inbox. Um, what music shall we have? Uh, is Mario 2 easy? Oh, no. Some of the 3D good? world music is amazing. I'm going to uh, find you know one what? I like best. Yeah, we're going to listen to Joe's choice of 3D world music is what we're going to have. It uh, already sounds so good. I hope you have a lovely week, and I hope you enjoy your butter. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>